Hi, I'm Steve, your host of It's All About Her. It is a show sponsored and inspired by Her Spirit Vodka, the vodka that gives half back to her. I interview women entrepreneurs in different phases of life and business to see what makes them tick and what we might have in common with these successful women. Get ready to be inspired by these great stories. Hello, everyone. In this episode of It's All About Her, you meet Nicole Brown, the proud founder and owner of Nikki Chicky. Nikki Chicky is not your typical knitwear company. Nikki Chicky is all about fun, color, and style. Nicole shares her journey of starting her knitting company and how much fun she is having along the way. I had a great time talking with Nicole, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, Nicole. Hello. How are you? Great. How great. are you? I'm great. I, I, our conversation leading up, talking about your name and your Nikki Chicky is your business, and I was positive that I would be calling you Nikki, but you prefer Nicole. I do. Yeah, I started my business. It's Nikki Chicky. So my family calls me Nikki, and that's fine. But for whatever reason, I don't prefer being called Nikki by other people. So the Nikki comes from my family calling me Nikki. Uh. And the Chicky comes from, I have this memory of my grandmother and I in Alaska at her, like, cabin up in the middle of nowhere and watching these chickadee birds outside and she said that i was her little chickadee oh that is that's special so so if someone so you have to earn the right to call you nikki well i mean i don't mean i I just kind of accept it i know but but you appreciate it more from people that um if someone calls me nicole then i know that they really know me oh nice yeah or they've done the research well um nicole So I want to talk a little bit about, because we're here in Montgomery, mm-hmm. and um, Montgomery is Kirsten's hometown, and um, which is a small town. Yes. And Quite I can understand small. coming from Alaska to a small town, but you did not come from Alaska directly here. I did not. Tell, tell, well, tell me a little bit. What was it like growing up in Alaska? It was awesome, but I will say when you grow up in Alaska, you kind of take it for granted. It wasn't until I left and then came back to visit that I was looking around with like refreshed eyes being, oh, it is really beautiful here. We right. have these huge mountains and the oceans and the glaciers. So, But it was an awesome place to grow up. It's beautiful. I bet. How old were you when you, when you left? Um, I was 19, 20, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I lived there my whole life, born and raised, and I was tired of being cold. It was definitely around this time, April, and it was still snowy, no signs of spring, very dark. And so I spontaneously decided, where's not cold? Oh, it's West Palm Beach, Florida. I'll move there. Well, that's that's from one end of the United States to the other. <laughs> it was. And the research I had done about West Palm Beach, Florida was probably maybe like an hour, two hours on the internet. Really? Yeah. So how old were you at that time? I was 19. And what did you do when you got there? I started going to culinary school. Really? <laughs> yeah, for baking. Is that what Was baking a passion before we got into this business? I do love to bake, yes. I All do right. love to bake. Um... It was it was fun. What I did not research was bakers work at night and they get up at super like oh yeah yeah like, they work like a graveyard shift basically right. because they have to have the baked goods fresh for the day. Right. I am not a morning person at all. <laughs> right, and you would be getting up. I mean, that's like three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. getting ready, so I can have a donut at six. Yes, yes. Oh, so that is not. I still enjoy baking, but I learned that it wasn't something I wanted to do as a career. So. So you lived in Hawaii also. Yeah, I lived in Hawaii for a year and a half, and that was when I was like eight, nine. 
We lived on Maui, uh, but I have been to almost all the islands except for two, I believe. You had, you are very, were a very fortunate child on where you, where yeah, you live. Yeah, I guess so. I think. I mean, that's. I mean, Alaska and Hawaii are two places that everyone else in the continental U.S. want to go to. Yeah, I guess so. I right. haven't really thought about it like that. Yeah, but you're they, correct. Yeah, they. People want to move there, <laughs> and then you moved to. Four, Where'd you move? Palm Beach. West Palm Beach, yes. Aye, aye, aye. Which was an experience. I bet. <laughs> Especially being born and raised in Alaska. Whole different type of people live in West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> well, and now you're living in Montgomery, which, yes. do you know the population here? Isn't it like maybe 2,000 people? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's not more than 2,000 probably. And this is this is like um, farmland. Yes. In the, so what do you do for fun then? Um, well... Go to the cities? Yes. <laughs> I have um, a lot of friends that all live in different places, so I feel like I'm always driving to different towns, which sure. I like. I will say about Montgomery that I feel like it's kind of centrally located. It's an equal distance for me to go to the cities or maybe go to Mankato or go to Chaska. Like, they're right. all kind of an equal amount of drive. Sure. So that part's nice. Nice. So, well, let's talk about Nikki Chicky. Okay. Um, you started knitting. I did. And what what made you want to start? Were you in Florida when you're knitting? Because that no, would be really ironic. No, I was. So I was in Montgomery now, and I had an office job in Faribault. Okay. And um, there was some downtime, and I think I just kind of randomly decided to learn. I've always been really big into like fashion and style. Yeah. And I have a guilty pleasure TV show. It's Gossip Girl. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I had saw like Blake Lively wear this huge scarf, and I knew because it was Gossip Girl, it was probably no exaggeration going to be a million dollars. Right. So I was like, well, maybe I could just teach myself to knit. Um, I've really love accessories especially and yep. so i just started learning and unlike other crafts that i had tried before and sewing and other things i just knitting just really clicked and i just had an immediate passion for it and i didn't want to stop doing it so how did how did you turn into a business i mean um a lot of people knit yeah but it seems <laughs> like it i mean you're in multiple states you're mm-hmm. selling online and you're not you're not giving your stuff away. There's a value there. Yes. And um, are people... Um, so how do you get to starting the business? So when I first started knitting, I was, of course, every time I finished something, I would post it on Facebook and be like, look what I made. And immediately everyone tells you, oh, you should be selling that on Etsy. This was 2010. So right. that was yep. the big thing to yep. do. Um, I didn't want to do that right away. So I had a few years of knitting under my belt before I felt confident to sell what I made. And I yep. was like, well, let's just try it out. I still had um, a part-time office job. Yep. And... It went really well. I couldn't keep my Etsy store stocked. I actually got in trouble at work for knitting too much. They were really? like, please stop doing that. <laughs> you can't be knitting here. <laughs> you can't be knitting here anymore. I just pictured like walking into your uh, your area and just with a mound of yarn. <laughs> yeah. So um, so then Etsy, and then where did yeah. we go? Okay, so um, I had to basically close it down because I, I had to go back to doing my real job. Right. And I didn't have the time. Uh, and then after the birth of my second son in 2013, uh, two kids in daycare, it really wasn't worth it for me to work anymore. I was, right. I was paying for daycare. Yeah. And so I decided to stay home, which was terrifying. Um, that lasted for maybe six, seven months and I, I got really bored. Right. <laughs> um, so I decided, I said, you know what, you know, knitting is still my passion. I'm going to open it back up again. And this time I'm really going to put my all into it and see how far we can take it. And that's what I've been doing. That's ever what since. you've been doing ever since. Yeah. So, um, so when you start knitting, I mean, how do you, do you come up with your own designs? Yes. 
Because I, your stuff looks really unique. It doesn't Thank you. look like that's my it favorite look, thing to hear. It doesn't look like a pattern. Yeah, it, you know it. It's um, so I heard there's um, you're selling to a you're selling to Colorado. You know, my wife was telling me that you a lot of um, children hats are popular or baby yes. hats. Yes, we do sizes from newborn to adults. I have kids. I have three boys, so yep. immediately I love making them look cute. Um, it's right. always been important to me to sell adult also because I think when you become a mom, it's very easy to buy your kids all the cute stuff. But it's always been important to me to also still take care of myself, and so I want other moms to feel they can do that too. You know, oh, right. I got this cute kid for my this hat for my kid, but oh, look, here's a hat for me also. Right. So. Um, you you are super positive. I, I love your attitude. Attitudes are and contagious. I like it. I, <laughs> I like your style, and and you've got blue hair. I do. And have you say hair. you don't take yourself too seriously. No. Um, but do you ever find because you're 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 kind of you're in a small town. Yes. You've got a uh, a pink jacket with black stars on it, <laughs> leopard purse. Blue. I'm just trying to do a little description for okay. the people. Yeah. And um. Did you see my shirt? Yep. It says extrovert. extrovert. Yep. yep. Um. I didn't want I didn't want to mispronounce pronounce oh. it, so I didn't want to. <laughs> comment on it thanks though but um in business when we don't take ourselves too seriously sometimes other people don't take ourselves mm. take take you serious so if you come across any of that um dealing with bigger chains or when you go into stores or or um any have you come across any negativity Oh, Gosh, that's you? a really good question. I would say that probably does happen, um, and I probably uh, don't really pay a lot of mind to it. I mean, I I know my stuff. Like, I'm fun. I love you know to have a good time. Right. But behind it all, like I know what I'm doing. I put a lot of thought into my designs and what I'm putting out there. So if someone wants to take me at face value without you know getting to know everything, then I don't really know if that's going to be a good match for me in the first place. So, okay. So you okay? So I gotta ask this though. How long have you had this um, confidence like this? Because um, <laughs> because it took me. I'm I'm turning fifty, and I still show up to interviews saying, "Oh, geez, I'm not good enough. I don't oh. blow this." Or and and I think that's relatively common for people to question their self worth. Have you always been this confident? Like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna. Um, if they're no, not, if they judge I mean, me, then I'm not. I'm not going to, um, they're probably not worth my time because that's a, that's a very healthy way to look at things. I try. Um, I will say that growing up, I've always had like my style's been a little bit different. My personality's been a little bit different. And so it's kind of just been something I've grown up with reminding myself that that's okay. We don't always have to be the same. Right. Um, I will say that since I started my business, it's even more so because there will be people that come to the markets or whatever and they see my stuff and they're like, oh, that's a little much. But then there'll be the next customer that comes afterward and sees the neon pink hat and like shrieks and glee. Right. And I'm like, there you are. Like there's my tribe. And so- right. I'm thinking if it's harder for me to find my tribe, then I want to keep putting myself out there and keep collecting keep the people. Collecting? Yeah. So how how big is your tribe? I mean, I know you don't have a number, <laughs> but but do you have some super fans that yes. are just waiting for your next yes. uh, your next thing to launch? And it's amazing. It's it really makes my day. We have a Facebook group, and uh, that I think that's where all the super fans hang out. Yeah. And they're posting pictures, and they're so excited, and I love that. It just I don't know. It just really makes pushes me forward and keeps me doing. Sure, it keeps it. you going. Yeah. Do you ever? I mean, obviously we're we're super positive in this interview, <laughs> but do you ever? Is there ever times where you're like, is this really worth it? I'm, I'm 
taking time away from my family or whatever oh, or, balance. or I'd like to go where it may just be easier for me to have a job is do you ever get that to yeah. that point I experienced that not last year but the year before so the year before and every year beyond that it's just me doing everything um, right. and I it was a bad year that year I mean it was good in sales wise but I really didn't even have a lot of time to celebrate like Christmas with my family everything was 100% custom and when you do that you're never caught up right. I finished my last order I think at the end of April okay. um, so then this last past fall is when I made the choice to hire knitters okay. and that was a big step for me because when you you know grow a business you're like no like this is my baby you want to do know. it all yeah because yeah. you're so yeah. I mean so do you have a um was it hard giving up control to other people? And did you have systems and, and, and educate them on what you're doing and your style? Yes. So, um, yeah, we hired the knitters. And definitely there's a training period that everybody goes through. And uh, we talk a lot. It's um, been a learning process for me. I am not a natural teacher personality. I'm sure. someone who'd rather just do it for you than show you how to do it. Right. <laughs> so I'm still learning every day, like how to be a good boss and what can I say that you know makes it click so we can all be this one. Because everybody can knit the same, but we all knit differently. Everybody has different tension styles. Really? Yeah. So I can show someone my pattern and they can use the same size needles and do exactly right, but it might come out bigger than mine. Just right. because some people get looser or tighter. Sure. So then we'll have to kind of like fumble around until we figure out the exact magic of it. So do you have a way to, t to see if someone's knitting? You can say, ah, you're a loose knitter or you're yeah, a tight. Yeah, okay. now I do. Like just from, just from hiring last year, I feel like I've gained a lot of experience about that. And now I can kind of easily see like, okay, like you need to go down a needle size or you need to go up. Um yeah, so it's it's been it's been really great having those knitters. I took a week off for Christmas last year. Oh, nice! And it was amazing. I was like, "What is this life?" You know. What, so what is what are the ages of the knitters? I, I don't oh. think when I see you, I don't think knitting. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm thinking I look at knitters, and this is probably some kind of um, racism or ageism. But I think of um, older women sitting and knitting. And, and if you and know those older women sitting and knitting, please send them my way because okay. I'm still looking for them. Are you, <laughs> I don't think they're on the internet. I think are that's you, why. Are you finding <laughs> are, are you finding older women that want to do it because um, they're trying to they're knitting and everyone in their family already has everything? Yeah, I would say the people that I have on my team are people that love knitting, and at this point, they kind of have everything that they feel they need, but they don't want to stop knitting, which is kind of where right. why I started the business. You yep. know, our closets were overflowing with stuff. Right. Um, but the ages really vary. I mean, I guess I don't really ask people how old they are when they come to work for me, but I would say that people are probably... Uh, I have older people and younger people than me so far. I don't okay. have anybody elderly yet, elderly. but I'm well, looking. Hey, you know what? <laughs> We should go to the nursing home, and we, we could they could make some money. It would be fun. Yeah. And give them some. Let's do it after yeah. this. Let's right. go. I, lo I love going to nursing homes. It's the funnest place to be. I feel, well, I'm probably not far away from being in a nursing home. I shouldn't probably be so attracted to going to nursing homes. But it's fun because those people have so many stories, and they appreciate your yes. time so much. And that's why I, I kind of say it jokingly, but, but um, I'm sure there's a lot of... Um, I would assume women, but maybe men that that do that. I would love to have something to do and someone to um, fulfill and make happy. Because um, yeah, all right, enough about old people. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, I'm getting out. I'm getting off subject. So you talk. You told me a story in your bio about, and this is a dumb question because I think I, it's your husband. 
But you said you bought a couch. <laughs> well, you said so my F I L. Oh, my father-in-law. Oh, father-in-law. My That's father-in-law. What that his name is oh, Jim okay. Brown. His real name is James Brown. Oh, nice. The father of I've soul. Heard of Perhaps yep. you've heard of him. Yep, yeah, I have. I love him so much, though. He's one of my favorite people. Uh, okay, I didn't know the abbreviations. <laughs> you, you young people. Um, with your abbreviations. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that's that's funny. Um, so we, I asked you what's coming up and what do you want to promote, and you, one of the things you said was your cardigan sweaters. Yes. So, what is a cardigan sweater? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Am I too? So there's a sweater that's like a pullover sweater, and you just okay. pull it over your head like a shirt, and yeah. then a cardigan is basically like a jacket style. Like there's an open. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So a cardigan. So a car- could it have a zipper? It could. Mine won't. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> that's, that's a Let's whole other beast. <laughs> Will it have buttons? No. Does it? Okay, so a cardigan for you, and maybe for everyone, because I don't think we actually know the true, true definition, it's just a, a sweater, but it's more like a shirt? Yeah, but it's open and you and pull it over. Open? Ours are super bulky, so a lot of times people even compare them to like, oh, it's kind of like a blanket sweater or like right. a sweater coat. Does it, will I look like a professor? With a big collar. I mean, if that's the look you want to go for, sure. No, I, no, I don't. I don't like to put anything. I'm big and bulky to start with, so I don't like to put things on me that make me look more big and bigger and more bulky. Mm. So, I'm probably out for the character. You can stick to so the hats. Wh- then. Why did you go? Why did you go to that? And what was? Uh, oh gosh, is, were you um, getting demand for it? There wasn't actually any demand. It was actually uh, a friend of mine had brought it up. She said, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? And I was like, no, I never have. And I don't know. I guess I just decided to try it. And um, it took a long time. Designing a sweater takes forever. (laughs) I had to pull that thing apart so many times and try again. But when I finally got it right, I I felt like I had birthed a new baby. I was like, everyone, look at this. Well, so... (sighs) I, I'm confused on the process. So okay. because you're knitting, mm-hmm. and I've seen people knit, it's like you're hooking your That's yarn. That's crochet. Okay. So knitting so, is two. Well, usually two needles. Two needles. Sometimes it can be like four needles. But how do you? So when you're, how do you design something? How do you lay it out? So there's math involved, which okay. I'm not a fan of, but All right. it's there. Yep. So you can think like, okay, well, I've knit this many stitches and it's this many inches. Yep. And that'll kind of give you a good idea of how many you need to, it's called like cast on, how yep. long you need to make it. So the cardigan sweaters are, let's see, there's a back panel, two front panels, two sleeves, and then ribbing. Right. So all of those things are knit up individually and then we hand seam it all together. Oh. And oh, it doesn't have to be like that, but the ones I came out with are. Okay. <laughs> so like the, um, so I would have a... A stitch here that's joining it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, have, here like, I said here is on the arm. Yep. Here. Yep. Okay. Do you do that in different colors or anything? That could be pretty funky. Um, so far, no. But as soon as we get a little bit uh, less busy, I'm gonna be designing like one or two more. I think. So how busy are you? So when you put this out, so you design it, and it was a, it's a big hassle and it's a challenge, <laughs> and you design it, and then you have to sell it. Yes. So how do you? Tell me the process. From promote, design, promote, 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 promote. <laughs> and where do you promote? Um, all over, anywhere that will listen to me. We are on Instagram. I do Pinterest. I have both a Facebook group and a business page. Oh, where else? That's probably all the places that I promote so far. And then I try to keep my SEO SEO good. So what's the SEO? Google, like when oh, okay. people enter and search stuff, so like keywords will pop up and they'll oh, be able gotcha. to find me. Fingers sure. crossed. Yep. So um. So you're super busy making these, so people are finding them and ordering them. Yeah, 
What's the cost on a, um, a sweater? Um, so when I started doing them, we were doing it with our regular line uh, yarn, and those were two fifty. I made four of them, and they sold out in five minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's you exciting? I know. Well, <laughs> how how does that happen? I mean, is that that's I have be amazing customers. I really? honestly do. I'm excited about it, and I think that catches on to everybody else, and then they're excited, and we just bounce off and forth of each other, and really. I, I, I like to think so. I got to get this excitement thing going somewhere. <laughs> so then after that, we started doing them with our merino wool, and those are three twenty-five. And wait, three hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah. And that's your luxury line. Yeah. So, um, so what's that? What's the difference between the standard wool and that wool? So our regular yarn that we use. Or yarn. Is it have, wool? Is I mean, your yarn yeah, wool though? Yeah. Okay. So we have we do have a wool free for vegan okay. customers, yep. and then our other yarn that's the regular line has a wool content of, I think like twenty five percent, and then our luxury line is a hundred percent merino, and merino okay. wool is so so soft. Like when you touch it, the main thing that you think is like this is wool because it does not right. feel like wool. Does and it feel like silk? Yes. Oh. It's 100% natural fiber, so it works with your body. Um, you won't get overheated because it adjusts to your body temperature, basically. Sure. And it's biodegradable. So, I really? mean, please don't throw away your sweater. But <laughs> if you did, it would be absorbed back into the it earth. <laughs> and then we'd have, would we have sweater trees everywhere? That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, of course, it wouldn't help your business. It's like self-yarn bombing. And so you're selling $350 sweaters. $325. $325. Now it's going to be $350. Well, yeah, you with the tip. It, it, which is so funny because I mean, um, we're sitting in a bar in Montgomery, and I can't imagine anyone in this town or some people in this town. I mean, I think, but it's it's not a small town item. No, spending three hundred twenty-five. It's not gonna. I mean, I know it's not gonna be the average thing that a customer adds to their car. Right. But I think it's okay to have items like that too, and yeah, they was, are they are selling. So, so if I'm get, <laughs> if I'm getting a hat, I'll just grab a sweater to get free shipping. There you go. Uh, what's your return Perfect. policy? <laughs> So um, that's that's awesome. I really love when someone um, takes their business to that level and um, just starts. I mean, do you ever look back? And because I'm looking back right now uh, in your story of knitting and starting this, and now you're selling out in five minutes and, and that kind of stuff. Is it kind of um, surreal for you? Yeah, it's so easy to get caught up business-wise and the next step, next step, next step. And then somebody will say something like, can you believe blah, blah, blah. And you kind of like sit back and think like, oh yeah, that is amazing. Like you have to remember to take time to reflect right. on your successes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do that a lot with my wife and she gets, um, she's very much a realist and I'm very much a dreamer. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, hey, we did this. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're still broke. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. And I go, yeah, but we got potential. We got something here. Um, uh, so if your business is uh, 100% successful, what does that look like? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll be like the Lady Gaga of knitting. Have, <laughs> okay. Now you're being sarcastic, I think. But um, do you ever think about um, trying to get celebrities to wear your stuff? Yeah, that would be amazing. Okay, the real answer is we would be like biggest dream, like worldwide brand known. Biggest dream will be universal wide. Okay. Because who knows, right? But right. on the side of that, I want to make sure that when I look back on my life, uh, I've lived like a full life too. Like I had a lot of experiences. It wasn't just all work. Because right. it's easy to do that. 
Oh yeah, especially when it's your own baby. Are yeah. Are how close are you to the dream of not being all work? I mean, you took a Ooh. week off this last year. That's it. <laughs> baby steps. It's so hard. It's do you hard. love your work though? I do. I love it so much, and that's why it's hard to remember to have balance. Well, how how is your relationship with your husband and your children with all your working? Do they dig in and help? And um, are yes. they? My husband is amazing. He's so supportive. He uh, he helps tons. I taught him. So with the merino, it's um, wound into hanks, and you have to wind it into wait, wait, balls hold before on. What's you can a hank? So a hank is basically it's just like twisted up, and you have to untwist it, and then it's just I don't know how to describe it. In a loop. It. People can't see my fingers. No, so. they can't. <laughs> She's making like um, a loop. Yeah, kind so of. you have to take the loop with and put it on a yarn swift and then Wait, attach what's a yarn it. swift? It's a big wooden thing that um, expands. Okay. So I'm motions with my hands. Yeah. Um, and then you feed it into what's called a ball winder and you wind it up into a ball and then you can knit with it. And I taught my husband how to do that. Yeah, okay. You know what? You. You're kind of a typical wife. You're teaching the husband the stuff he can't screw up. It's going to be in a ball. Oh, you just put the yarn in the ball. He's not doing any of the, any of the. You don't let him do the creative knitting part. He doesn't do the knitting. He he puts on the tags like our wooden tags. He knows oh, does how to he? do that. Yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. I love that. Um, what was? Well, I'll ask you one of the questions on your list. Do you ever think about mortality? All the time. Constantly, no, I do. I notice think about you start. That. You start out with sarcasm, and then you go to the real answer. Oh, See, man. I already learned that, Learn- so I already- <laughs> now I got to switch it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I do because um, I always think like you could die tomorrow, and that's where right. the second part of being a hundred percent, you know, successful comes in. Right. It's, I want to make no sure regrets. when my life is flashing before my eyes that you know I took this trip or I didn't say no to that. Right. And and I think I love traveling, and I travel. Is, is a priority in my life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, right now, your business is priority. So how far, how far, how many priorities are you away from your goal? Of- That's a great question. I don't know. With me, I try to be a planner, but I feel like a lot of the times I'm just sitting, working hard, and then I get a message in my email inbox, and it's an opportunity, and I'm like, cool. maybe I need to work on being more proactive and seeking those things out so for me I don't have like okay this is the things that I need to get done before I can do this I'm trying just as people say hey Nicole do you want to go do this not just saying no I have to work right away and being like yeah let's let's make it happen let's see how we can figure this Mm -hmm. out so I can have a full life yeah so are you do you travel a lot for work I mean are you going I mean you're in can how'd you get in a store in Kansas they contacted me again it's that email inbox Steve it's magical (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah they contacted me Uh, same thing with we were in a store in uh, Knoxville Tennessee too right yeah and they just people just message me and they're excited about it I think uh, Instagram really helps a lot sure people find me on there and then I think once you start getting into more stores it kind of snowballs more and more people kind of find out about about you that how store owners are friends even if they're in different states sure um What's your, uh, I, well, I don't know if you told me this before or on the air, but what's your best memory growing up? Don't you tell know. the chickadee story. You already told me that one. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you that again. I don't know what my best memory is. That would be a lot of self-reflection. Well, what, was, there some, was there something that just, um, well, think back to your childhood. That's going to take too long. <laughs> you're not that old. Um, I mean, is there stuff you love doing? And play? Did you have any siblings? Yeah, I have four stepbrothers, like okay. half-brothers. Yeah, but they're a lot younger than me. The closest one is six years younger than me. Okay. 
Yeah. So what about playing with kids in Alaska? What do you guys do as children? Oh, we're always outside. As soon, well, in the wintertime too we are, but especially like as soon as that first ray of like sunshine that has actual warmth hits, we're outside. When I lived in Alaska, I was probably in the best shape of my life because we're just constantly like rollerblading and uh, mountain climbing and all sorts of stuff, hiking, just trying to get in that vitamin D right. while we can. And the days are super long in the summer, yep. so it can be like 10 o'clock at night and the sun is still in the sky. So How do you get to sleep? I mean, is you it... Just, I don't, I don't you have get a problem with it? it. I got used to it. You always hear like, the I, I stories to, of people not well, being able to stand in it. In the summer in Minnesota, my wife and I go to bed before it's dark out, so... We're the same way. Um, so, uh, pet peeves. Do you get? I mean, you seem super positive. Do you ever get annoyed by people or things people are doing? I do have a pet peeve. Oh, nice. Okay, Let it's going it. to be really obvious once I say it, though. Okay. It's people that are like too cool for school. Like they're acting like they're better than you, right? Or they take life really seriously. I just want us all to be friends. Right, but don't you? So I, I've done this in the past, and I may have done it when I've had a cocktail. And I may not, but um, people that are too cool, a lot of times I will, um, if I if I don't know them and it see and this seems obvious, I will say, I will ask them, "Are you all right?" Because it seems like you're overcompensating for something. You 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 seem like you're not really, you know. And sometimes you can really get to people if you ask them, "How do you feel?" I know you're super cool, but yeah. how do you feel? Because it is a lot true, of times, though. a lot of times, um, crabbiness super coolness or i like to call douchey is is um is a barrier that yes. they put up because because they feel like a kind of a turd on the inside yeah and i, and recently, I know i've done it in the past i recently read a book called the four agreements and yeah. it talks about that on there like anybody's bad attitude like that's not on you that's on them like they've got something going inside internally that's making them act that way so i try to remember that but at the same time it's just like come on like Let's all have a good time. <laughs> right. Let's enjoy life. We're yeah. only here for so long. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. Last question. Have you had any women that has inspired you um, in business or in life that you, either you know or you've seen on TV or whatever? So I've made a lot of small shop friends uh, since starting my business, and I think they're all inspiring. I love hearing other people's stories um, because it's a good reminder to me that there's a lot of different ways to success. There's a lot of different versions of success, right. and I think that's really great, especially with the Internet. It's very easy to get caught up in the comparison game, like, oh, this person's doing this and we're not doing that. but hearing all those stories being like, well, that's okay. We have this going on over here and we're doing great at that. So we don't need right. to keep following the other path. You right. know? So Yeah. I was chasing the, uh, chasing the competitor is not good. Right. Um, so is there, what, is there any advice you would give to uh, a woman starting a business, getting out in, in your industry or mm. maybe even not? We'll quote like RuPaul and we'll be like, girl, <laughs> you better work. Like, <laughs> That that is the first time I've heard that. I always hear, you know, um, and and I think there's not a wrong answer. Obviously, there's, uh, but a lot of people are, you know, follow your dream, don't give up, and 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 I don't say that in a um, demeaning way to any other comment. But I haven't heard, girl, you got to work yet. <laughs> and but I think it's true. Yeah, I think a lot of business owners don't realize the effort that they're going to have to put in you their business to be successful. You better love what you do. You better adore it because right. you're going to be doing it nonstop. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, thanks. Did Thank you have fun? Thank you. Yes. Thank yeah, you so much for time, having me. Time flies by here in Montgomery. Yeah. Right. That's hey, what they th say. Thanks a lot. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 
Thanks to Nicole for the great conversation. Check her out at NikkiChicky.com and be sure to click on all her social media links. A big thanks to the White Front in Montgomery, Minnesota for the great food and drinks. Huge thanks to you for listening. If you want to help this podcast out, please give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to tell your friends if you like the show. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Talk to you next time. Thank you.